Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. We are talking with Michelle Diaz, who is an amazing friend and business owner, all about how including an e commerce product alongside your info product is an amazing way to grow your business. And I am thrilled to have you on the show today, Michelle. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here, Dawn. Michelle, tell us a little bit, first of all, about your business. How long have you been in business? What, you know, what do you offer? And uh, yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. Awesome. Well, I have been a fitness and health coach for over 20 years. I did personal training for a long time. And I just kept, people kept asking me to help their friends and cousins and family members. And so I quickly started a blog and started helping people that way. And then naturally and organically, a pregnancy program evolved. And so the last 10 years or so, I've been focusing on helping pregnant women online, uh, help them have a healthy and fit pregnancy, and just kind of evolving from pregnancy into mom. Uh, And yeah, it's been really crazy, the growth and the possibilities, especially now with e-com. But yeah, yeah love helping women. You, you have been doing this a really long time. And tell our listeners a little bit about, um, before you added e-com, like what types of things were you selling um, to your customers? Like what kinds of info products were you selling? Um, and, and tell us a little bit about those offers that you had. Yeah. So I started probably in like 2005 or 2006 when I started blogging. I actually created an ebook. It's so embarrassing if you look at it now, but I was like, <laughs> I'm the type of person that just is like, let me just get my knowledge out there and I'll make it nice and pretty as I go. And so it was called Vow to be Fit. I was getting married. And so I you know, was getting tons of questions from people yeah. on how to get ready for your wedding. Right. And so I created a little ebook on a program on how to get fit for your wedding. And I sold it so much just through my blog. Yeah. It was crazy and through Pinterest. And then when I got pregnant and I created this program, I started also just really blogging. Like that's really my background is I'm a blogger and I just started blogging. I mean, and creating content, YouTube videos, like crazy. I was super consistent for several, several years and Pinterest really blew up my business. Like I couldn't believe one day when I looked at it and I was like, I'm making $10,000 a month with off no paid Pinterest. traffic. Yeah. Yeah. No paid traffic, just off of Pinterest, just solely blogging. You're like the Pinterest queen. And we're going to talk about that a little bit too with, with this. But yeah, keep going. Keep going. And so I still was though, I was fiddling a little bit with, and I think maybe a lot of people struggle with this uh, in the digital world is I, I, I still had, I felt like half of the people and like half of my audience was not pregnant. And 
I wanted to serve them too because I felt like for so long people expected, you know, the workouts for me and the meal plans and all all those things. And I was afraid to kind of drop that. But I remember going to a conference, Social Media Marketing World, and sitting at a round table and this guy, you know, was asking everybody what they were doing. And when I told him that I was making like, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year just on pregnancy, right. he was like, and you're not just focusing on this why? And I was like, well, because people expect recipes for me and workouts. And he was like, are you crazy? Like your audience is like, these are the people that are paying you. Right. And so I went home that from that conference and I was like, I'm dropping everything. I I had an intern back then. I just told her, go on my blog, post three times a day, old content from like the MMF blog. And I'm just going to focus on pregnancy. And I did. And, uh, yeah, and I can't even believe how much of my business grew after that. And then it's just like my customer told me what they wanted. So I had no plans other than I had my pregnancy program and making that better and serving yeah. that and creating content for that. And then they were like, all right, well, now now what do I do? Right. <laughs> and now so I'm then, not pregnant anymore. Right. So what, what is what, right. what's for me next? Right. Right. And then I was lucky enough to have a really great postpartum stage. And so I created a program for postpartum. And then that's when I joined um, Digital Insiders and yeah. our coach, Julie, was like, you need like what people do after that. Right. And so that's when I created Fit Mom for Life. And so it's just been evolving like as my customer also grew with me. Yeah. That's how I created all of my programs and stuff. You know, it's really interesting because we've talked a lot about um, on this show too, like the riches are in the niches, right? And and really getting focused and understanding who your customer is, first of all, and letting your customer kind of tell you specifically what is it that they want, right? And how do they want to be served, So I love the fact that you actually have listened to your customer, right? And you've actually been able to hear what they said. You were able to niche down. And then as your customer has evolved, you've really been able to develop products based on what they're telling you to do. And that's sort of how I think the evolution of the e-commerce product kind of came into the scene too. But talk a little bit about what the e-commerce product is and how that sort of evolution came since you've been doing info products for so long, why yeah. not? So I th- it was actually exactly that. Like my audience was asking for it. I just, I have a, a several private Facebook groups for all my programs. And I mean, it was like almost on a daily basis that there was questions and they're going, what protein powder do you use? Or what's protein powder do you guys use? What protein powder is safe for pregnancy? I mean, there was questions after questions about protein powders and they'd ask they'd ask me for recommendations and i just didn't have one that i even loved right. you know let alone for pregnancy and so i was like man they really need this it's funny because i at some point i almost was going to not launch a protein powder for pregnancy because I was afraid of the same thing I was afraid of back then yeah uh, when I was doing the digital stuff um luckily I have Julie Stoyan who was like Michelle you Come need on. to you need to do this like you know I remember her telling me if I told you you know that five years from now you'd have a five million dollar business just with a pregnancy protein supplement right or any supplement but just for preg- for pregnancy 
would you be happy? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, well, then what are, what are we debating? Cause she, right. she, you know, I was like, but maybe I should do a protein powder and market it to every woman to like moms and it's safe for pregnancy. And she was like, absolutely not. Right. You know, but right. people were, people were asking for it. They, they, they were asking for it all the time. And, and at the beginning, I was, when I told Julie about this, I was like, well, who am I? You know, and I think maybe a lot of people struggle with that imposter syndrome when it comes to e-commerce, because it's like a physical thing that is yours. It has your name on it and it's scary. Right. And, and, and she was like, Michelle, you, this is like the next step for you. Like, what do you mean? Who are you? Like you've had, you have this huge audience, this huge following. They trust you. Like they want it. They're asking for it. Like you need to do this. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need to do this. I I need to do this because I'm actually doing my audience a disservice by not doing this. But yeah. 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 And and I think that's an you know, that's a really good point again about letting your audience kind of drive the decision. And a lot of times I think in e-commerce, we sometimes have a tendency to make products for ourselves. And that might not always be the best either. But letting if you've if you've got an info product like you have, you've had years of you know success, you've had people who have, you know, gone through multiple programs that you've offered, and now they're telling you, hey, we want a physical product does seem just sort of like the natural next step, right? Yeah. To, to be able to do that. And I think it's really cool. If you had gone off on a different direction and said, hey, I'm going to create a planner or I'm going to create something else, it might not have been quite as successful because that's not what your audience is asking for. So, Definitely. so tell people what you actually created and give us a little insight on you know what this journey has been like. Because it hasn't been very long. You, you've launched within this last year, uh, yes. 2020. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the the product and and some of uh, the nuances of of how it's been. Yes, definitely. So I have uh, created a protein powder specifically formulated for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like a complete multivitamin in it, so it counts as a prenatal. It has like all the B vitamins, which helps with energy and stuff. And uh, so I launched that at the like the twenty eighth of August. So it's probably been about like eight months or so. Mm-hmm. And the launch was amazing. Luckily, I created so much buzz and so much pressure before my yeah. audience was so excited. They went crazy over it. I think that is so huge yes. in creating that buzz and that excitement. Because what was really amazing about creating that buzz and that pressure is that. The amount of social proof that I got within the first two or three weeks of launching was insane. And I didn't even have to like tell them to post, you know, screen, like to post anything. They were becoming your own. They They were doing it for you, right? And it was funny because I did so many lives. I probably did like two lives a day for a month, maybe more. I think I started creating pressure a little bit too soon, but literally was like four to six weeks. And Everything that I would say, like I would be like, it's silky, smooth, and there's no yeah. – like, but they would post and they would say the same exact words. Yes. So yeah. it was really great. And I did about 40K on the launch. That's amazing. Which is super duper exciting. Yes, you know, you don't know. It's so different than digital and I didn't yeah. know what to expect and I was nervous and I was scared and I didn't know if that was good. And I remember reaching out to you and being like, is this a good launch? Cause you're so used <laughs> to hearing people with like, you know, hundred thousand 
dollar launches. And, yeah. and so you're like, here I am. And so I remember speaking to Ashlyn and speaking to a few other people and, and they were like, what? I think my conversion rate was like 36% during the launch. And people were like, yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like, yeah. right? But I had no idea. I, I didn't think it was good. I, I mean, I was happy with the results, but I didn't yeah. think that was, you know, great. But it's very easy to get excited on all the sales coming in and people buying and people yeah. posting and you get excited and you start running ads thinking that you can are going to take over the world. Right. And then right. there's cogs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we were talking before we we started recording about, you know, some of the nuances of how e-commerce is so different. And and to your point, you know, when you have an info product, there's not, I mean, there's the initial investment of getting the product built, the initial investment of, you know, building the sales pages and doing the advertising, but there's not the overhead cost or the tangible cost. So when you have a launch of an info product and it goes out into the world, a lot of times you can make quite a little bit of money up front because you don't have anything on the back end, right? And so yeah. the expectation of that. So when people add in an e-commerce product to an info product business, sometimes there's this really aha moment of like, oh man, this is a whole different beast, right? Like this is a lot more expensive. There's additional, uh, cogs that I have to think about or additional, you know, shipping pieces or fulfillment or things like that. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you talked about cogs? And for those that don't know that acronym, it's the cost of goods sold. But tell us a little bit about maybe <laughs> what was surprising to you about that as you got into this space? Well, first of all, I didn't realize that when I picked protein as the first you know, e-commerce product to start with, which yeah. obviously we talked about was what my audience wanted. But yeah. had I known what I'm about to say, I may have started differently. I'm not sure, but maybe. Yeah. Is that protein is one of the most expensive, lowest margin supplements yeah, to start with, right? right? So I wish I would have known that before because it might have changed, even though I don't know because even though the margins are a lot lower than others, I think the protein powder, it was such a hit. People love it and are like obsessed yeah. with it that it kind of helps that no like trust factor. And I feel like because people love it so much, it will help uh, the buying process of any, of any other pro yeah. product that I launch. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, I'm not sure, but man, it sure would have been helpful to start with something with larger margins that then would have given me the ability to maybe run ads faster with the protein powder, well, faster, with it, faster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if if you could, you know, you said if you'd known a little bit more about that versus where you're at now, what sort of hints or tips or tricks or research would you have m maybe done beforehand? You know, to to understand the margin piece of it. Because I think a lot of times, you know, e-commerce business owners, when they, they think about going and selling something, they don't even really know where to start in certain areas. And I know we have a lot of the same connections, right? Like we have a lot of the same resources of friends and contacts and people like that. But for people who don't maybe have those resources available, is there anything that you would recommend for where they could go find out information or how they might think about it a little bit more? I mean, 
Honestly, everything I was figuring out as I went because I'd never done this. Like, you know, I, I, you helped me tons. You supported me tons through this, but like, I'm just going to put you out there and tell you like, you need to create some sort of program for e-commerce that like teaches cogs and I'm I'm, I'm learning and and making better decisions, but, and I'm still not a hundred percent there, but like there, I don't know if it exists, but we need to understand better all of that cogs because like now I know specifically my cogs. I know where I can pinch because with, with e-commerce, like every penny counts. Literally. 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 Every penny. Yes. And so while I know, you know, my numbers and I'm working on getting the cogs down and and all of that, when it comes to paid traffic, which is what's going to get you to grow and, and get more exposure and, you know, get a bigger audience, more sales, it's still hard to know yeah. what is my cost, like how much can I afford to pay for a new customer? Yes. Keeping in mind my cogs, right? right. Because when right. I started, that was my problem is yeah. that my launch was amazing. The next month getting reorders like crazy. And at yeah. that point I should have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I, not stopped. I should have just like my husband always tells me, Michelle, Rome, he just says yeah. Rome to me. And that just means Rome was not built in a day. Right. I go crazy. I want like it all. Like I feel momentum and I'm like, oh, I need to do more. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have been a good idea if I would have just enjoyed the launch. Yeah. Enjoyed the reorders for a month or two, had a little bit of an operating account coming from Empower. Yeah figured out my numbers better and then launched ads ads maybe like three or four months later. Later. But I feel like I launched the ads way too soon. I didn't know my numbers. The costs were super duper high at the beginning and it sucked. (laughs) Well, you know, you bring up a good point. And, and just as we're saying this, um, I am launching a product for e-commerce business owners. I have a couple things actually coming out, but an e-com optimizer kit is one of them where we'll, we'll do uh, COGS calculators and different things like that because I do think that it is maybe not the sexiest part of e-commerce, right? Like everybody kind of thinks of e-com as like you get to create this beautiful product and I love the creative aspect of it and all of that, but really the financial pieces are really whether it makes or breaks your business. It, you can have the prettiest product in the world or the best tasting or the most, you know, whatever. But if you don't understand how much it costs you to make it and then how much you can afford oh, oh to hire a customer to sell it, oh. it kind of goes Hall- off. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> like I honestly, I, like I, I just want to tell your audience right now, like this is like one huge tip that I would give or advice is that if you are not a good financial person, you're not good with numbers, find someone that is like, you cannot afford to go into e-commerce without having someone like that. And it's funny because, so my husband is my CFO, like that's what he does for a living in his job, but he does it for MMF. And it was funny because I was on a call with Ashlyn and Wallace and, you know, people who, um, have created, helped us create our products. And Ashlyn was like, you know, Michelle, not everybody has a Danny. Right. And I was like, it's right. true because yeah, had it not been for him, 
showing me the numbers and telling me, you know, cause I just look at what's coming in and I'm seeing all the social proof and everybody's excitement and I'm just wanting to run with it. Right. 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 And but he's kind he of the was, voice in the back telling he's you, the like, one. Yeah. Well, he's the one with the spreadsheets and the P&Ls yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, figuring right. all that out. Right. And if you, you, you could easily, you know, be in Go a really yeah. position <laughs> yeah. if I, you don't have someone overseeing that or helping you figure out how much can you, and I, and I am tough. He, he is an angel because it takes a long, like he, he told me for a while, you got to scale back those ads. You got to scale back those ads. And I was like, no, no way. I'm doing right. this. Right. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. And it's it's so funny because I I feel like you in particular have you kind of are like a, a content machine, right? Like we've talked about this before. I mean, you like do massive batching and you're very productive and you get a lot of things out. And when you get on to momentum, and I think this is true of a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly once you launch your product out into the world, you just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think there's something to be said about doing the work beforehand to make sure that you really understand it. But then if you don't really understand it beforehand, pausing and making sure that you do at some point or having someone around you that can help you with those numbers. Because, you know, when you were talking about ads, you know, it's very different in the e-com space. And, and we can talk about, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram specifically, but it costs you more to acquire a customer than if you're doing your info products. And you oh, probably yeah. have seen a variation of your return on ad spend. You've probably seen a variation of how much acquire, uh, you know, how much it costs to acquire, but then you've got all of the back end stuff. That- yeah. Like, you know, something that's really crazy and funny, like not really funny, but something that maybe people don't think about this way is that I've tested having so I let the the funnel run by itself the way it was set up from the beginning, which was my OTO was a one more bottle for 20% off. Yeah. That ran for a long time. And then I was like, let me test the digital stuff behind it. Yeah. And the digital stuff, I I knew because I'd heard from so many people that, you know, e-commerce people don't necessarily buy digital, but digital will buy e-com products. And, but I just wanted to test it. And so I did, and the conversions were definitely, definitely lower. Yeah, but I definitely make more money more with money. The digital behind, right? Because the margin is there, right? Because, and the, because it's pure, it's pure money. profit. Yeah, it's pure profit with the digital stuff. So even though it was a pretty significant, you know, decrease, yeah. yeah, in in conversion, I still made more profit. Yeah. And and that's where the the fine tuning of how you get your product out into the world and and you're a great example of testing and measuring and testing and measuring which is what we talk about all the time is let the data drive the decisions of what you think might work might not work right or mm-hmm. or letting that be the case and so you're now running a, an e-commerce product and backing it up with an info product as as a one-time offer making more money off of that because there's no overhead for that second offer which is a great option in some cases for people yeah. to be able to you know have additional 
cash, for lack of a better word, on the backside um, and still selling their product. So that's really good. Well, what are some things that, um, you know, when you think about kind of like what's been the best part of this? I mean, what what have your customers told you or or what has been the best part about this e-commerce journey for you as a business owner? Um, I think it's seeing my audience maybe like fall in love with me a little more. Like it's yeah. like I'm in, in, in their face, in their bodies, like every single yes. day, you know? And it's just like seeing how much like their loyalty, their trust, like it just yeah. the, the conversations are so much different now. Like even the other day I got a, a, a message, a DM from a customer, an Empower customer um, who was asking me about collagen. And I was like, you know, like on the down low here, it's actually something I'm working on thinking of doing as my next product, product because yeah. I find a lot of people are asking me. And she was like, well, after having Empower, I know all of your products are going to be good and I'll be your customer <laughs> for life. You know, it's like, I have so many, like so many like screenshots of people saying like, you've got a customer for life. So like, yeah. that's been really cool. And honestly, like in a kind of more like of a personal way, seeing my friends, like my girlfriends, like so in love. For some reason, it means a little bit more when it's your friends and family that love it so much versus like the strangers and like your audience and your customers. I don't know. When I get like messages from my girlfriends, like I ordered three bottles because I can't, you know, not have it. Like, you know, that's really cool. And just knowing that Part of the reason also why I, I wanted to go into e-commerce, even though it felt like a natural next step, was because I'm not going to be 30 and 40 forever, right? right. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do pregnancy workout content when I'm <laughs> you <Right>. know, 65, <laughs> right. 70 years old. Right. And so I kind of right. wanted like a legacy part of the business where yeah. I could potentially sell it one day or have my daughter yeah. run it or you know, b- build something bigger than, than that. Yeah. Than just the digital. Yeah. I love that. And, and it, there is something truly magical about watching someone drink your product that you created or knowing that someone is having your product in their smoothie every morning or your friends and family or something like that. It, it does kind of bring a different level of excitement versus, oh, they bought my course and I don't know if they've looked at it or not, or, you know, those types of things. There is, there is something magical about the e-commerce space. It's just a little bit different. That's for sure. Well, is there, are there any last minute like tips or tricks that you would give to a new e-commerce business owner? You mentioned the numbers and, and spending some time understanding, you know, what your cost of goods are and, and the prices, but anything else that you think would be like really helpful as a new e-com? Yes. Two things. One is something that you're going to tell me I told you so, and that <laughs> is um, the Shopify store. Yes. Because so it, the thing is, is that when you're when you're launching something like this, like I totally splurged on my funnel mm-hmm. and had like the best of the best, like paid a lot of money for my funnel. Yeah, and so it, it was like scary starting off with like that big of an investment. Sure. Right? So to have a whole nother website built is scary. But what I'm upset at myself for is that while you and Tyler and like several other people said, I need a Shopify store, I didn't even do my due diligence to find out how much it would be. 
Right. And at the end of the day, you know, I ended up getting a Shopify store for like a thousand dollars. I paid twelve grand for my for my. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. so mad at myself. And the reason why is because you don't think about all these things before. It's yeah. reorders, right? So now all of my reorders go all through my funnel again. So I get yeah. a ton of people getting the one-time offer again, you know, getting right. the 20% off again, over yep. and over again. And yep. and just like just and I could you could do so much with that, that Shopify store and and I ha- now I have to change the label because the reorder is the landing page, the sales page yep. for it. And I, I just see the potential of what I could have done like with all the links in my emails that have the, yeah. the sales page instead of because now it's like you can see a lot of people come to my world somehow whether it's empower or my pregnancy workouts and it may take them a long time to see all my other products because yeah. of my automations and my email sequences or you know they might find me for my pregnancy workouts and not find out I have empower for another 3 weeks yeah with a shopify store if you're sending that link to somebody that came into your email they can quickly see every single thing you have to offer. Yep. 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 So I'm kind of beat and I haven't even launched it yet, but just seeing it yeah, and seeing everything that it does and I don't even know half of what it can do. Yes. I can see how I wish like if if, if my best friend was doing this, I would tell her just freaking pay the money and get the Shopify store at the same time. Yes. I think that is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned as well going through and helping e-com business owners who have had their products specifically on other platforms outside of Shopify and some of the struggles that they've had. I, I've preached this to you and to many, many other people like take the time, spend the money, set it up. Even if it's just one product, it's worth it up front because the growth possibility and the ability to expand more quickly and to your point, some of the unique things that you need with reordering and and loyalty programs and all the things that you want to think about with e-commerce, it's much, much easier to do on a platform that's designed to sell e-commerce specifically. Definitely. And then the second one would be to, and and also nobody really said anything to me about this, is when it comes to like the the packaging and the labeling of, you know, your products, like I have foil on mine. Yep. And it's pretty expensive. expensive. (laughs) (laughs) So it's an option now to get rid of the foil, but it would have never been an issue in my mind if, if I started off with just a gold color and not a gold foil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish somebody would have been like, are you sure? Like, because I remember asking how much the foil was and it was like a dollar or something like that. And I was like, oh, a dollar, oh. that's nothing. And I'm like, I know. And so, you know, that's just something I would just mm-hmm. make sure yeah. to ask all the questions, all the different options that you could have that you could cut on that. Yeah. Still make it where you love it and it looks pretty and all the things, but that you are making the best financial decision also. Like I remember kind of arguing with my CFO slash husband about this. And like he was like, Michelle, like imagine we sell a thousand a month in a year, you know, that's ten thousand dollars ten, twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money. In five years, that's fifty grand. Yeah. 
You know, and I remember for going foil. To, the foil. Yeah, it was like a dollar twenty-three, a dollar twenty-three more. And so yeah. then I remember, you know, voxing Julie a million times and being Julie is our coach. And I remember she was like, I don't understand why you're even like thinking about this. And I was like, Well, I feel like it's a step back. Like I have this yeah. beautiful foil. I feel like she was like, But but it's not. You're just changing right. the design. It's not any worse. worse. It's not yeah. You know, like yeah. you can't, you have to think about first if I, like, is it not going to, if, if you're changing like an ingredient in there or something right. that was going to affect the taste or the experience, but to change, like people may not even notice. Right. You know, but it's still the whole mindset thing to, to yes. deal with. And so I would just recommend before you finalize a label or packaging or whatever, just to ask all the questions and get all the different scenarios and options and just go for, you could always upgrade it. Like that's not going to be hard, you know, like I would have rather started even with like just two colors yeah, and then been like, Oh, look how amazing this is what we added, you know, and had a, a higher margin. Yes. Yes. It's all about the numbers, right? It's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. That's the part I hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the non-sexy part, right? It's it's the the not necessarily the fun part. But I think that it's, um, again, just reiterates what I have been telling people for so long is like, you have to understand it to, to really make the money. And it can be really, really profitable for you if done correctly. And it can impact your customer base in so many different ways. Like you shared with us, it can really bring that connection piece to your customers in a way that you never would have been able to do it with an info product. So I, I, completely agree with everything you're saying. And I'm so glad. First of all, I'm really proud of you for getting it out because we've been talking about it for a long time. Thank you. You are part of the reason. You (laughs) were part of the reason why I pushed it and like launched an e-commerce product in three months because you were like one day, I think you posted on Facebook or something. You were like, well, you have been talking about this for two years. And I was like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. Called you out on it. No, I hate (laughs) it when I don't do something I say I'm going to do. So I was like, ah, yes. (laughs) And you did it and you did it well and you've made your customers happy and it's beautiful and it does taste really good and it's an amazing product. And I am so excited to see what other products you bring to market. And now that you have these lessons learned and you understand it a little bit more, it's only going to get better and better and better. So I actually have um, another thing I would tip I would like to give. Um, If you have, if anybody in your audience is like myself who had digital first Mm -hmm. and then started with e-commerce is I feel like also something that's really worked for me is I went, I took like several weeks and I went into my Google analytics. I looked at what my highest blog, my blogs with the highest traffic were. I went into every blog I had that had anything. Well, I didn't do it. My VAs did, but I made the plan to go through every blog that I have. And we're still not done. Um, that has anything to do with like pregnancy nutrition where we can, and I kind of created a template with like copy paste, uh, you know, wording and screenshots. And we have been adding tons of, um, content to current existing like old blogs that are still getting traffic. Right. I think I get a lot of orders that way. We went into, I went into all, I spent probably the first three months just going into everything that I owned, like every piece of content 
I had uh, and putting Empower in there in some yeah. way and then just doing, I had, I, I, I know I've discussed this with you, your audience probably doesn't know, but with Pinterest, just creating, you know, five to 10 images a week and just directing them straight to the sales page and pinning those. Yeah. And I really feel like it helps. I put it in like every single, I, I use Teachable to deliver my digital products. Yeah. And so I put Empower all over teachable, yeah. like in every single program, everywhere that I mentioned anything about nutrition, I put it in there. Mm-hmm. I did a little like five minute webinar for it. And I put it in every single program inside of teachable as well. And so I think that that's really helped organically. Yeah. Well, you're leveraging your existing yes. market to, to do that. And you've already, in a lot of cases, paid for those people. So I would come. say yeah, take the time. Job. It's like mm-hmm. one of those things that are tedious and that take yeah. a lot of time, but that in the long run will like be a huge asset. Well. So I would right. just say like, if you can like unapologetically take that time, if you have to stop doing something else and see where, like what content you have, what assets do you have that you can insert that product in where it would be a good, like complementary thing and yeah. just build kind of like a, a system. And, and, you know, if you have a VA or, or whatnot, have them help you do yeah. all of that. We're still on a daily, you know, basis, yeah. you know, yeah. filling well, in the gaps anywhere we can with, you know, inputting Empower in there. You've got content for for years, right? Because you haven't been because you have been in business for so long, you've got maximum visibility in a lot of key places, and I think that's a great idea, particularly for people who do have info products, um, who are blogging, who are doing you know Pinterest and other places where you wouldn't maybe naturally think that you should be inserting a physical product into it, but, yeah. but leveraging that and getting more traffic organically, um, you know, super important. Talk a little bit before we wrap up, talk a little bit about what you're doing with Empower on Pinterest specifically and and how you're leveraging Pinterest, because we talked so much about, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And I think a lot of my listeners are Instagram heavy, you know, selling a lot off the beauty of Instagram, but I don't think Pinterest gets as much credit maybe as it should for oh, gosh, yes. product, right? Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you're using um, Pinterest for. So I have my team basically create five or 10 uh, beautiful pins that have to do with Empower. Like I gave them like, you know, a spreadsheet with like five different copy variations yep. and just linking them to the sales page. And then I have about 10 or so, maybe more boards on Pinterest that are keyword rich that are like, you know, pregnancy diet, pregnancy smoothies, pregnancy shakes, like that kind of thing, pregnancy diet, pregnancy tips. And we have them pinned to all of those boards. And so imagine that's five pins times say 50, that's 50 pins that are going out every single week. Yeah. And so that's something that we're doing. And then I also, you know, you get into a rut, like, especially for someone who's been in business for a long time. Like for me, sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, I have been talking about pregnancy. (laughs) Well past your pregnancy. 12 years. (laughs) Right. I don't know if there exists a topic I haven't discussed already. And so sometimes I'm beating myself in the head going, what do I talk about now? So 
I just recently incorporated this. We're now like the one new piece of, of blog content every week is like a recipe, a smoothie, uh, yes. like why are shakes beneficial for pregnancy? Even if it's just a recipe every single week. Yeah. yeah. Leveraging our because, product. Because yeah. that's what Pinterest loves. Pinterest right. loves content. Pinterest loves yep. recipes. Pinterest loves like DIYs, like all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I'm like, why am I going to create another pregnancy workout blog or yes. tip when I should just the same thing I did for pregnancy workouts. I should inundate Pinterest with yep. smoothies, pregnancy smoothies. And yep. so just thinking that way, like yep. what can like you start like creating content around? I mean, and even if you do like a, a Facebook live, right. You talk about your product. You yep. could upload that onto YouTube and make a beautiful pin and pin it to your YouTube video or pin it directly right. to the Facebook live. Yeah. You know, like there's so much that you can repurpose for Pinterest. Yeah. And yep. then also just really Pinterest loves also new content. So, you know, that's been a huge piece. And also people don't realize that you can have one piece of content and, and create 5,000 images for that one piece of content. Like right. people don't know that. They think that you just create one or two pins for that, put them in the blog and then pin them from the blog. But that's not so. Right. So what I'm doing now is I created like a few like really important pieces of content where I talk about why pre why protein powder is safe for pregnancy or all the benefits. Like, And so now what I'm doing is I have instead of just doing the, the sales page yep. pins, yep. Yep. I'm doing five new yep. – Images yeah. with different kind of copy angles for that same post every yeah. single week. And I won't do that forever, but I'll do that till I get like a certain pin that kind of goes viral till I find yes. that. I'm going to keep going every week doing different kind of copy variations with different angles for those same five blogs. And if I create more new blogs, I need to create more images for it and just keep because it's just sending traffic to it, which just yes. helps if you run traffic like from Facebook or something, and you have a pixel yeah. on your website, it's just going to increase those audiences. So people You're don't just retargeting, realize. retarget yeah. everyone that's coming from those other, those other places. And I think, you know, the, the creative unique ways of how to drive traffic, you know, it's probably one of the, and I have a whole nother, you know, um, podcast that we're doing about traffic specifically, but one of those things is how like creatively and organically, and I don't think physical products are nearly lever are leveraged nearly enough on Pinterest in the ways that you've talked about. And one of the things that you've said, you know, and I know this about you, but consistency is the key, right? Yeah. And even in a physical product situation, pumping out content in different ways and being really creative and how you can talk about your particular product is so important. And you're like the queen of consistency. Like you you do it all the time. You're consistent about it. And it's paid off for you organically as well as with paid traffic. You're kind of building this snowball effect that's happening from Pinterest that you can yeah. then retarget, you know, all of your people on Facebook. But I think you know, key consistency, right? Like having yeah. it, you know, on you a have to have a plan. You definitely yeah. have to have a plan. And, you know, and if you have a team just to make your team do it, because you don't like, if you just create the shell where it's yeah. like, okay, this is what I want the pins to look like, like 
you know, do a pin board, like an inspiration board where you, you know, have different examples of them and then just different copy variations on a Google doc or an Evernote or in a Trello board and just say, this is what I want every week. How many of these, and these are to go to these links and to these boards. And that's all like, it may take you a week to like get all the things organized, all the automations done. And it just happens. I literally, I don't even, I don't touch that stuff. Yeah, you've got somebody else doing it for you. But I think if you're if you're new or you're just getting started or you don't know, you know, there's a lot of of really easy ways. Like you just said, you just need like a spreadsheet or a Google document or a Word doc or something to kind of get your your formulation, your plan down, so that you've got consistency in. Yeah. in your process. Absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. And you have given us so much insight and perspective into how to bring an info or how to bring an e-commerce product into an info product business and things and tips and lessons learned and, and all of those things. And I so appreciate it. If people want to find out more about you and your products, where can they find you and where can we see this cool new protein powder that you've created? Um, just at michellemariefit.com. You can find all my social media links on there as well, my blogs, all my product links and stuff and everything is on there. So that would probably be the the quickest, easiest, one-shot way to find me everywhere. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You've given us some great insight. Awesome. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dawn. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.